Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome into Brewcast for Maze and Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I am Luke Giardi, joined by Scotty White here with you on Monday night, December 6th, as we head into Tuesday, December 7th, here with you either on the podcast or live on the Maze and Brew YouTube page, as we do every Monday night, right around 7.30, a little uh, later start time here tonight. But man, are we excited, Michigan? Is Big Ten champions, man. I, we've waited a long, long time to say that, and we got a good one in store for you tonight. Scotty White, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? Doing great. Another happy brewcast for us. Um, excited to talk about it. And, yeah, I, I don't remember. I don't know, Luke, if, uh, if you remember the last time Michigan won, but I have no recollection of those events. So this is essentially the first Big Ten championship that I've seen. Michigan win in football, and it was just as amazing as I ever imagined. Um, so, yeah, doing great. Excited to talk about it tonight. Yeah, I, I remember it, uh, you know, back in uh, 03, kind of. I, I was, I, th- I think I was like fifth or sixth grade, maybe something mm-hmm. like that. But uh, I remember it. Uh, I remember really rooting for Chris Perry uh, come that Saturday night, New York. You know, obviously he didn't win it, but I mean, that was a, a special year. Didn't think. We'd have to wait until 2021 to get another one, though. I'll tell you that, man. Yeah. Hey, it was worth the wait, though. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Saturday, it was it was a weird game. I mean, normally, I mean, I was confident going in because um, I thought that Michigan kind of overmatched Iowa. I didn't think Iowa was that good. Um, but normally, you know, a magnitude of or a game with that magnitude, you're going to be nervous no matter what. And for some reason, just as soon as that game started and, and Iowa, you know, they, they kind of came out strong and they had a good opening drive. 
missed the field goal. And as soon as I missed that field goal, just all the nerves went away. And I was kind of just like, Michigan's going to win this one pretty easily, I think. That's that's exactly what happened to me, man. I'm like, dang, this is not a good start. You yeah. know, Michigan can't get a first down. You know, that would they? I thought they got eight on first down mm-hmm. on the little swing pass to Roman Wilson. You know, try two runs and they go pretty much nowhere. And it's like, oh, all right, they got a little rust. And then all of a sudden, Spencer Petrus is, you know, throwing over the middle, looking like Joe Montana out yeah. there a little bit. And I'm like, what is going on here? You know, got a nice stop. All right, force them to a field goal. And as soon as they miss that man, I was like, all right, yeah. th- this this might be over. We'll see what the offense could look like. And then Corum rips off the run. Yeah. J.J. McCarthy, holy God, does that guy got some wheels, man. He I don't was. He was I, like we knew forward. J.J. was fast, but I didn't know he was like catch Blake Corum from behind fast. Yeah, that play was awesome. Um yeah, I mean, I kind of I kind of thought Iowa would come out with some juice like that, but it seemed like all of that juice they they only had for the first offensive and defensive possession. And then after that, I mean, at, and then the Donovan Edwards touchdown pass and there were no worries after that. <laughs> no, it, I mean, I'm a very like kind of still superstitious guy, you know, I, I didn't mm-hmm. want to let myself get too crazy until I knew for sure, but that that play felt like a nail in the coffin. And okay. by the way, Donnie Edwards, man, that yes, guy can bro. chuck the pigskin. What a sling in the pill, man. That was like 45 air yards perfect to yep. Roman Wilson. Hit him in stride. I mean, that was awesome. And dude, there's he got drilled on that play too. Yeah. There's a there's a guy coming in about to hit him and he throws it right. I mean, that's a tough throw for a quarterback to make, let alone a running back. That was that was awesome. It was remarkable. And and shout out to Josh Gaddis too, right? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, awesome for him to to pull out the stops. Obviously, this was there is nothing after that game if you don't win. Right. You know, so yeah. like you you can't hold on to that in hopes that you know you just grind away a victory in the Big Ten championship. You pull out the stops for that mm-hmm. game so you can give yourself a shot by getting into the college football playoff. Like that was that was really cool to see. And I feel like they they've done it a few times this year, but they never got too too tricky. I right. did find it kind of ironic that Iowa missed a touchdown on the opening possession on the exact same play. They they just didn't yeah. have Donovan Edwards throwing exactly. the football, man. Exactly, because they had the guy open too. Wide open, like should have been an easy pitching catch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Donovan Edwards would have made that play easily, but yeah, they didn't, they didn't have him there. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, they've kind of, the play calling just the past couple weeks, you know, when they really need it has just been so good. I mean, we talked last week about um, the first touchdown of the Ohio state game. That play call was awesome, but yeah, the trick plays are starting to show a little bit more. They had the one against Maryland. Um, on the on the kick return loved that play Um, so I'm definitely curious to see what tricks Michigan still has up their sleeve when they play Georgia I think they'll come up with a couple more you know you you got you got about a month yeah close to it you know 25 days here to to kind of figure it out I I got a feeling Josh Gaddis and company are going to come up with a couple of more things uh, to do I did get I will be honest with you guys though I, I did get a little nervous when um Cade threw the one off of Eric all's hands and it got yeah. it intercepted, right? Like, like that's just what Iowa did all year. Like, mm-hmm. like I just was like, do not let this become the Penn State game. Right. The Iowa Penn State game, where right. Penn State was up 14-0, should have ran away with a victory in that one. 
and ultimately turnovers and a, a quarterback injury obviously did Penn State it. But I'm like, man, yeah. this is just what Iowa does. They turn you over. They, they make stupid turnovers that don't even make sense. Yep. And I'm like, here we go. But shout out to the Michigan defense for standing up throughout that oh, yeah. entire game. Dude, the defense was amazing. Um, 49, or 59 points, then 42 and 42. Offense is clicking. And almost as like, I don't want there to be this huge break between now and the and the college football playoff just because of playing their best football. Absolutely. Exactly. I mean, you want them to just go out, you know, next Saturday and play the game then almost. I wish they could. I I would love to take on Georgia next week, man, (laughs) because because like ultimately Michigan is absolutely rolling right now. Georgia Mm -hmm. coming off a loss like giving them a month to kind of figure out what happened in that SEC championship game. Uh, it's not exactly ideal, but at the end of the day, the way Michigan has played down the stretch here this season, actually ever since the Michigan State game back on Halloween weekend, like I got the utmost confidence in this team. There doesn't feel like there's a last year's Alabama out there. We kind of thought Georgia was that, but they showed a little vulnerability. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, hey, I Michigan is certainly one of the best four teams in the country, and I think they've got as good of a chance to win it all as, as any of the other three. I totally agree. And I was really honestly like, I mean, the line for Michigan, Georgia opened at what, like nine and a half in favor of Georgia. I mean, I was, I was shocked at that. I mean, they showed on Saturday. I mean, that was really the first real tough game that Georgia's had and and it showed Um, they did not look, I mean, they got blown out and Alabama has not looked like the normal Alabama this year. Um, I mean, obviously the odds makers in Vegas still have a ton of confidence in Georgia, but I was really nervous hoping that Michigan would play Cincinnati in the first round of the playoffs. But after watching the SEC championship on Saturday, and I mean, you know, you got to be a good team to win the national championship anyway. So honestly, I, I have total confidence in Michigan in that matchup. Yeah, no question about it, man. It's, it's going to be, look, the cool thing is, you're probably so you have to beat Georgia for sure, but you're probably going to have to beat if you beat Georgia, you're probably going to have to beat Bama yes. in the national championship. And I'll tell you what, if you beat Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama in three of your last four games in route to a national championship, man, that, there's nothing they could say. That's not a fluke at that point. You, yeah. you didn't get an easy road by any stretch, you know? That is one of the most, that's got to be the most daunting stretch in the history of college football. Oh my gosh. But yeah, right? I mean, that's what they got to go through. And yeah, I mean, I think Cincinnati is a good team, but I don't, I don't see them coming away with a, with a win against Alabama. No, no, probably not. Like, let's be honest here, especially what we saw uh, from Alabama in that SEC championship game. Yeah. But I also, <laughs> I also want to talk here, Scotty. I don't want to uh, let it get swept under the rug. Just kind of what this means. Mm-hmm. as a whole you yeah. know for for Michigan to finally do this especially coming off of last year look I, I don't know how many people we had in the chat at the beginning of the season that are here on, on the YouTube chat here tonight uh when Anthony and I did the Michigan preview show and people were not optimistic uh, that's the friendly way to put it yeah. uh, about this Michigan football team here this year man and for them to do what they did for them to blow that game against Michigan State and for Zach Zinter to go out and say, we're going to win out. And then they go out and they win out. They beat Ohio State. They absolutely roll Iowa in the Big Ten championship game, man. 
I mean, it, it feels like we, we've said it for years, getting that win against Ohio State could be a program-changing victory. Yep. And this almost feels like a program-changing season for the Wolverines. It really does. <clears throat> and, yeah, it's so good that, to see on Twitter now all of the past comments from, you know, Paul Feinbaum and all those kind of people just saying how Michigan last year is a broken program and Harbaugh is never going to beat Ohio State. And now, really, he beat Ohio State. He won the Big Ten. Michigan's in the playoff. Now there's nothing that anybody can say about Harbaugh and what he's not and what he hasn't done. And, yeah. Unranked. T. White here says first team to start unranked and make the college football playoff go blue. I mean, and another thing that I don't understand how anyone else is even in the running for national coach of the year, given what, you know, T. White just mentioned here, the fact that they did start unranked. You want to talk about low expectations. Yeah. Vegas over under wins was like six and a half year this year. 12-win season, Big Ten champs, win over Ohio State, number two in the college football playoff. I don't think anyone even deserves to be in the conversation for National Coach of the Year. No, I, I totally agree with you. It's It's got to be Harbaugh. Um, you know, Mel Tucker, right up the road. He's done a great job. Um, but, I mean, Michigan and Michigan State, both two and four last year, um, you know, kind of similar expectations can be pretty bad teams in the Big Ten East. That's what people were thinking going into the season. Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, man, nobody, nobody saw this coming. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Harbaugh is my pick for coach of the year. Oh, no question about it, man. And uh, what he did to revamp the entirety of the staff, like yeah. that, that can't go unsaid. The hiring of Mike McDonald, where this was a guy that he, he just trusted his brother with. Like he, he was mm-hmm. with the Ravens. Obviously, you got to be a good coach to be coaching in the NFL. There's no right. question about it. But he had never called defensive plays before he comes. Uh, they lose Mo Linguist right before the season starts to, to go coach Buffalo, and they go hire uh, Steve Klingscale. And that turned out to be in, incredible. Yeah. Uh, Sharon Moore with the offensive line. I, I mean, I, Mike Hart with the running backs. The running back room. Might be one of the best in the country, if not the best in the country. So, I mean, literally top to bottom. And it starts with Jim Harbaugh. It really does. Because this is a man who's got enough humility to understand the situation, takes a 50% pay cut, rearranges the staff, you know, because he he knew we had to. He wasn't like, no, we we can just keep doing what we're doing and we're going to break through. He was like, no, whatever we're doing is not working. We're going to get younger. We're going to get more energetic. We're going to stare Ohio State in the face every single day we come into work. And now look at him, man. I mean, it kind of just gives me chills thinking about it. It really does. Yeah, he knew what needed to be done. He made the necessary changes. I mean, this was supposed to be like a rebuilding year almost. I mean, all of these first-year coaches – um, you know, Mac, like Cade McNamara, he didn't barely had any experience playing last year. And obviously last year was a totally different year. He's never started a game in a hostile road environment. Um, and just all the pieces came together and yeah, it really does. It gives you chills to think about. And also just still, I mean, the season's not over, still got a college football playoff ahead right. and, and more goals that can still be achieved. Yeah. No, no question about it, man. Yeah. And, and I think, you, uh, you you mentioned something there that this was almost like a rebuilding year. Mm-hmm. I thought it was almost like a, a a bridge gap year because you had the big recruiting class come in, right? Like you mm-hmm. had J.J. McCarthy, you had Donovan Edwards, five-star guys. All of a sudden, you know, th- this class was going to be the one 
that got Michigan over the edge. And to their yeah. credit, they this year probably doesn't happen without them. JJ, the yeah. playing time that he gets, Donovan Edwards, the emergence of him, Andrell Anthony, Junior Colson. My God, so man, guys, how yeah. good has Junior Colson been as a true freshman? Like, I mean, it, it's kind of unreal. Yeah. Dude, I mean, the freshmen this year have been – that's another thing is these wins, the Big Ten Championship, Ohio State, like all of that does so much to just change the direction that the program's heading in. And you can just see how how bright the future is down the road too, which just makes me just so excited with J.J. McCarthy and Donovan Edwards leading the offense. I mean, it's it's just going to be so much fun in the future. You got to just – I mean – Hopes are hopes are very high for the rest of this season and down the road in future seasons as well. Yeah, for sure. Definitely not going to take the rest of the season for granted. Looking no. into the future, I think you know we 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 may have done that a little bit, peeked ahead with the basketball program. Yeah. You know, and we understand what what a bunch of young guys playing. You right. know, you might have some growing pains in there. So definitely enjoying this one for all that it's worth. Uh, for sure. And I mean, obviously I want to move on to the big news uh, here today, Scotty, but uh, do you have any, you know, kind of final thoughts as you look back at at the weekend, man? Cause it just felt, I don't know, man, the, the energy surrounding everything, the, the, the lack of a true hangover, there was a little bit of a hangover. I feel like at the start of that game, but Michigan fans taking over Indianapolis, it sounded like, like a 75, 25 split out there, you know, the, just the energy of this team, the, the belief in themselves, the confidence, the swag, just everything feels different about this team we said it when we saw him jump around in madison but we weren't sure until ohio state but capping it off and you look back at it man just how special has this really been yeah i mean this is as a michigan fan this is what i personally have been waiting for a season like this for my whole life and i knew that it would finally come and this has been the year and this has obviously just been the most fun season and like you said we got to cherish it while it's still here. I mean, I'm going to be watching highlights of Iowa and Ohio State every day until the playoff. Um, just just cherish it, man. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with this uh, from Antoine Johnson as well. He said people are talking about Georgia. They're not paying attention to Michigan. That's good because Loki Michigan has a lot of weapons and you get Gaddis just pushing buttons. I do think that uh, not a lot of people are giving Michigan a chance in this, but yeah, I, I do think where Michigan is going to be just fine, like, Georgia's front seven is the best in the country, Mm -hmm. but there's an argument to be made that Michigan's front five on the offensive side is the best in the country. That is going to be a hell of a matchup. It's going to be amazing to watch. And that's, I I, I do agree. I think Michigan's getting overlooked because they just expect Georgia to dominate up front. And Michigan has not been dominated against anyone this year. I I tweeted this out um, because I went back and looked at it. I was like, man, Iowa, they had a, Damn good run defense. Yeah. So I went and looked at it. Um, Maryland had 97 yards on 17 carries. That was their best yard per play average, 5.7 or, or something like that. The next closest was Minnesota, I believe it was, at 3.8 yards per carry. Michigan ran the ball for 211 yards at 6.2 yards per carry. Like that was like the number four rush defense, according to SP plus. Yeah. It yeah. just dominated them on the ground. Like you can't tell me there's a team in the country that Michigan cannot match up with in the trenches. Right. And yeah, I mean, I was, Iowa has, that's their strength is their defense. Michigan goes and puts 42 on them. 
Ohio State, I was reading all week before that game that Michigan's not going to be able to run the ball against their D-line. Look what happens. So right. I have complete confidence in Michigan's run game against anybody until I see until I see someone shut them down. So, yeah, I mean, Michigan's offensive line, the running backs, I'll put them up against Georgia. I think that they'll have a big day. And, and also Michigan's defense against Georgia's offense, I just – I personally love that matchup. I don't. I think that's Georgia's problem is they just lack the playmakers on offense, they, and that's why they couldn't keep up in a shootout type of game against Alabama. They just don't have those kind of guys on offense, and I really think that Michigan's defense is gonna is gonna be able to shut them down. Yeah, early key, obviously the the blueprint just from a game type setting. It'll be interesting to see if Michigan can attack Georgia the way Alabama was able to attack them. I don't think they play the same style, so I don't think so. But the blueprint to beat Georgia is to get a lead somewhere late-ish in the game and make Stenson Bennett throw. Like That's that's obviously the game plan. Much easier said than done. I guarantee every single team that Georgia played this year went in saying exactly that, Mm -hmm. and Alabama was the only team able to do it, you know? So, obviously, easier said than done, but you got a month to prepare for it if you're Michigan and the staff. Right. I think that that month will be especially good for uh, for Corum, too. I mean, he definitely looked like he's getting close to that 100% busting out that run this weekend. Um, But, I mean, you could see it against Ohio State that his ankle was still bothering him. So, you've got to think that with all this time now, he'll he'll be back at 100% for sure for that game. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist. And if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. All right, big news uh, that just dropped about an hour before we went on. Aiden Hutchinson is a Heisman finalist. He's headed to New York and right where he wants to be, sitting with three other QBs, man. He's going to, I don't know, he's even going to keep, be able to stop himself from hitting them. You know, Kenny Pickett, uh, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, all going to New York along with Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, Well-deserved, well-deserved. It's funny that I think uh, Bryce Young, you know, what's interesting is he's, let's be honest, he's probably, he's a front runner to win the Heisman. Yeah. You know, I, I'm hoping Aiden pulls it out, but mm-hmm. Bryce Young is a front runner to win the Heisman. I don't think he should be the Heisman finalist representing Alabama. I honestly think it should be another defensive player. I think Will Anderson should be sitting right next to Aiden Hutchinson in New York, to yeah, be quite really honest with be. you. I totally For agree. Sure. But and, this is uh, amazing that a defensive player like this gets exactly. recognized, you know, for to, to be a Heisman finalist because Aiden Hutchinson has been, I want to say, otherworldly. Like, a guy like Will Anderson definitely has the numbers. You got a bunch of tackles for losses. I don't think anyone makes an impact on the game 
as much as Aiden Hutchinson in the entire country at any position. I think if it's the most outstanding college football player, Aiden Hutchinson should win because he's an absolute menace out there. I think he had nine QB pressures against Iowa. You know, he only got home once. He forced one incompletion by pushing the tackle into Spencer Peters as he was throwing it, man. Like that's, that is the thing, Scotty, that doesn't show up when they're running down the numbers. They see tackles for losses. They see tackles and they see sacks. Mm -hmm. They don't see this guy pancaking offensive tackles yep. and throwing them into the quarterback. It's amazing to see. And that's, yeah, you, like, like you said, I mean, those things sometimes don't get noticed and I'm, and I'm putting together right now um, some of, some of Hutchinson's best plays of the year for uh for a post tomorrow. And, and yeah, some of those plays were like, he doesn't get a sack, but like, I mean, the one against Ohio state that everybody's been seeing where he just like immediately just knocks the guy over. It gets he gets pressure on the quarterback seemingly almost every play. I mean, it's just ridiculous to watch. And yeah, he he impacts the and that's why it's so impressive when these defensive players get to get to New York is just I mean, like I'm not not take not take any credit away from the quarterbacks that are there. They're obviously all extremely talented players. They deserve to be there. But I mean, you know, they've got they've got to rely on their on their receivers and their offensive line um, for them to be able to put up those kind of numbers too. But I mean, Hutchinson, it's, it's kind of just, you know, him doing his thing, you know, and it's just so impressive uh, the impact that he has on the game. And also just the way that you see the, the, the Michigan players. I mean, you can just tell that they just absolutely love him, love having him as their leader. He has all of their respect. I mean, they started the Hutch Hutch for Heisman chant um, when Joel Klatt was interviewing him after the game on Saturday all of that is just amazing to see. Like you can just see that that he is the best the best player to be leading this team, and I wouldn't want any other player leading Michigan. Uh, Seth Scott here, second defensive player in what the last years to make it to New York. I'm guessing Seth's asking when's the last time a defensive player made it to New York. I believe it was Jabril Peppers. Yeah. No, in 2016. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Peppers. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. I know Indomitian Sue got absolutely robbed of the Heisman Trophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what year was that? Did uh, who did Colt McCoy win it that year? I think. So. I mean, the Lions drafted Sue. After. Yeah, I, I can't remember what year it was, but uh, Sue was the most dominant player in college football that year. Wow. Uh, no question about that. And, and that's the thing is like that's why it's awesome that Aiden gets to go, but they're gonna give it to a damn quarterback, yeah. you know? Yeah. You got to think it's going to go to Bryce Young. Um, you know, he's a, he is obviously a great quarterback, deserves to be there. But I will just say that if someone came up to me and said, you can have one of these four players on your favorite college football team, I'm picking Aiden Hutchinson every time. Yeah, no, no question about it, man. Um, because I, I think we, you can't quantify the impact that he has on a game, right. you know, that's the thing. Obviously, quarterback's a very important position, but I don't think it's the most important position in no. college football. No. Like, it may be, maybe the game's <laughs> trending that way right now. I'll, I'll give you that. But Nick Saban's won a lot of college football national championships with mediocre quarterback play. Yeah, I mean, when you've got the receivers and the offensive line recruits that he brings in, um, I mean, obviously it still takes some talent at the quarterback position, but having all of those talented players around you makes you so much better. And that's just what, you know, like what I was saying earlier about what, what makes way Aiden Hutchinson and, and David Ajabo too. Um, just so impressive. 
Yeah, man. I think that if if it's truly the most outstanding player in college football, I think it is Aiden Hutchinson. I, I really, really do, man. And I get it. Will Anderson is fantastic. But and you know what? I hand up. Haven't watched a ton. Of, I like I, I watch Alabama, but I, I don't yeah. analyze the games necessarily as much as I do Michigan. So right. I, this is obviously coming from a biased perspective. Yeah. But each and every play, no one makes an impact uh, quite like Aiden Hutchinson. No, I totally agree. And yeah, like I haven't watched even. I mean, Pitt. I haven't watched a single Pitt game. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I know. I know that uh, they've got a very talented quarterback, but I have not watched a single Pitt game. Um, I haven't watched, I haven't watched much Ohio state. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I just like, I mean, you see all the PFF tweets and that, I think that those statistics too, they, you know, they get the quarterback pressures. I mean, you saw against Ohio state Hutchinson had the most quarterback pressures in a game since they started keeping track of that stat. (laughs) Right. it's, It's just ridiculous. And I think he had like nine against Iowa. Yeah, it's it's like every passing play he is back there. Just it, it doesn't matter if he doesn't get a doesn't get a sack. He like you said, he's pushing guys into the quarterback. He's disrupting the play. Like it's a, it's an impact every single time. Yeah, I mean he forced and look, Spencer Petrus is what he is, right? Like he's not exactly the greatest quarterback who's right. ever played college football. Mm-hmm. But there were times. Where when it was obvious passing situations, how many times did Spencer Petras not even come close because he was scared of the pressure? And that's yeah. that's a huge credit to David Ajabo on the other side of Aiden yeah. Hutchinson, too. Like, I cannot imagine how terrifying it is to face a third and eight against this Michigan defense yeah. as a quarterback. Like, yeah. I would – that is the last place on earth I think I'd want to be. Yeah, especially Sean Clifford in that Penn State game. Oh, my goodness. How many sacks did Michigan had? What like eight sacks that game or something ridiculous like that? It was it was unreal. Every single was play, like, they're back there. I mean, th- this Michigan defensive line is the reason, you know, along with their offensive line. But this defensive line is the reason they're able to compete with teams like Ohio State and hold them to twenty-seven points. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're they're unreal. If you cannot beat the chains if you can't stay in front of the chains against this Michigan defense like good luck yeah. I, I don't I, there's not a single offensive line in the country that can block them no <clears throat> no I totally agree um and yeah I as as a Lions fan too and seeing the way that that these guys are in the draft order I am just praying that that the Lions pick up Aiden Hutchinson Oh, if you've got the number one pick, I don't even know how it's not Aiden Hutchinson because I know Kayvon Thibodeau is incredibly, incredibly talented, but there are some injury concerns there, mm-hmm. obviously. There are also some run defense concerns uh, with Kayvon Thibodeau, though I think they go one, two in some order. Uh, Will Anderson's not draft eligible here this year, but I don't think any of the draft eligible quarterbacks are, are worth taking that mm-hmm. high. Maybe Stingley from LSU, though the Lions might be the cautionary take tale on taking a corner that high. Yeah. So you know, I, I mean, yeah. I, I think Aiden Hutch- Hutchinson's prop. I, I would bet he's going to go number one. Given if you go and look, especially what he's done as of late, it's been disgusting how yeah. good he's been. David Ajabo as well is probably going to be a top fifteen pick. Yeah, like definitely. they're loaded, and that's what makes this so fun is that no one expected it. Mm-hmm. out of this group Chris Hinton has played like an absolute animal uh as of late he's really come on at the end of this year guys like Taylor Upshaw Mozzie Smith it's been 
it's it's been a pleasure to watch these guys in the trenches. And as we mentioned, the linebackers have even gotten better, Scotty. Yeah, it's awesome. And and one of my favorite things too about Hutchinson is you know the fact that last year he had the injury, and it's just like one of those things where like you you truly can see he comes back because of how much he cares about this team and how badly yeah. he wanted to be Ohio State and win the Big Ten. I mean, he you could just you could see it every every game every time that he speaks to the media too like you can just see how much that he cares and how much that he wanted it and he he was i mean i don't think michigan is i mean obviously michigan's a good team um they got a lot of talented players other way but i don't think that michigan has the kind of season that they have without him there no there i i don't think i don't think there's a single guy on that team that wouldn't agree with you yeah you know i i mean he's been at the end of the day, the heart and soul, and not to take anything away from Hassan Haskins and Cade McNamara, who, I mean, how cool was that shot when they were all together at the end of the Big Ten yep. Championship game, getting interviewed on TV, man? I mean, yeah. almost brings a tear to your eye. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, yep. and that's another thing. Obviously, Aiden Hutchinson is going to get all the recognition that he deserves. So Hassan Haskins is going to get all the recognition he deserves. David Ajabo, all of these guys. Can we finally give Cade McNamara his flowers? Seriously, dude. I mean, I mean, dude. Uh, the, and and trust me, early on in the year, it wasn't, and it wasn't even for me a a Cade McNamara can't play the position. It was a why does this coaching staff not trust Cade McNamara mm-hmm. early on in the season in the first couple like of games? That, definitely, yeah. You know, and that's what it felt like. But I don't think. Uh, you mentioned Aiden Hutchinson. They don't have the type of season without him. I don't think they have this type of season without Cade McNamara. Seriously. He's been an offensive leader. He's t- taking care of the football, and he's made some great, great throws, man. He, he had really a couple has. throws of Schoonmaker oh, in man. that game that were NFL caliber throws, man. Mm-hmm. Give Cade McNamara his flowers, please. He deserves them. Yeah, seriously. I mean, imagine how it's got to be very difficult to be – the Michigan quarterback up until basically after the Ohio state game and big 10 Michigan fans can be ruthless at times. Let's be honest. Yeah. And there were a lot of fans out there just on, on Twitter. I mean, obviously you think that um, you think that they, they don't see it, but I mean, you, there's no way that he doesn't see some of the criticism and, you know, you never see him complain about anything. He goes out and does his job. And the taking care of the football is just so crucial. I mean, he just has not – even like like the interception on – it was a little behind Eric All, but I wouldn't – you know, that's still a catch that he should make. Like, I don't – would not say that that was on Cade. Um, I mean, that's been – I think that might just be the thing that's impressed me so much about Michigan this year is the lack of turnovers, which is just so, so big in college football. I think the only time that he really, truly – made a bad decision because he he got a little too excited was the Ohio State interception. Yes. The the Nebraska one, they missed it offsides. Mm-hmm. They they disguised the coverage pretty good. But the one against Ohio State was bad. Other than that, man, I I don't mm-hmm. even know how many interception worthy throws yeah. he's had this good. year. He he's been unreal good. He yeah. always makes the right decision at 95% of the time. And you see that you've seen his growth the whole season too. I mean, like the past few weeks, I mean, against, like you said, the throw to Schoonmaker, the, the flea flicker pass to Eric all in the Iowa game. Those are just perfect throws. He's throwing them on the dot against in, the, in Ohio and against Ohio state in the snow too. 
I mean, you've just seen the growth. Um, and also, when going back to the turnovers, the fact that neither of the running backs have fumbled yet is just ridiculous Bruh. to me. I'm going to knock on some wood there, but I've, oh my gosh. I've never seen a season no. like that from, from a lack of turnover standpoint. It, yeah. But it, let's go back to it, man. Coaching hires. What mm-hmm. was Mike Hart known for, Scotty, yep. in his time at Michigan? Taking care of the ball. Lack of him putting the ball on the ground. Yep. And I don't know how you teach it. I'm sure Mike Hart does, though. Yeah. I mean, what a hire. And keep him on the staff. I don't care how much money you have to pay him. Keep him on the staff. That was amazing. <laughs> Get Make him co-offensive coordinator or something, man. I don't yeah, care. Let him, le- let him learn under Josh Gaddis, you know? I definitely agree with this comment here. You can see... Kate is very mentally tough, about as mentally yeah. tough as you can get. Uh, Antoine Johnson here. I was a Cade hater, still not absolutely high on him, but I will say the young man's mental state is stronger than previous Michigan quarterbacks. That's his biggest attribute. And, guys, that is a damn good attribute to have as a quarterback, man. Especially when you're in college. I mean, that is that might be the best trait that, that I could ask for. Obviously, we've seen it. The arm talent on Cade McNamara is not the same as J.J. McCarthy. We mm-hmm. understand that, but we've also seen J.J. get into some situations, leaving clean pockets at times, making some questionable decisions. Yeah. He's going to get there, but he's not there yet. That's why I say without Cade McNamara, I don't think the season is what it is here this year yeah. because of what Antoine Johnson just said. That mental state is unreal. What did he do? After he threw the interception at Nebraska, after he threw the interception against Ohio State, he got right back out there and he led his team on scoring drives, man. Give yep. me that guy every single day of the week. Yeah. He he and that's what you see so much from from quarterbacks, especially in college, when they make mistakes, they get in their head and it spirals. And you kind of saw it happen with JJ in the Michigan State game. Um and 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 still JJ did a great job. Um, he didn't let any of that get him down. He came back after in future games and he's played great. Um, but that's, that's something that Cade is, like you said, he's really good at. He comes back and he, and he gets scoring drives after that. He doesn't get in his head. He puts it behind him and he goes back out there and, and gets right back to making good decisions. This is an amazing stat. I'm not going to go verify it. So I hope Zachary cook isn't making me look like an idiot here, but he says Michigan's first five Big Ten games, we were about 50-50 on TDs and field goals. And since the MSU game, it's been 25 touchdowns to four field goals. And the reason, I even if it's a little exaggerated, I'm not saying Zachary is misleading us. I fully believe that. But even if it's uh, even if it were to be a little off, I haven't felt like I've seen Jake Moody at all. Yeah, no, he he's definitely right about the, the back half of the season. I mean, there was a field goal. There were a couple against Indiana, one against Maryland. The one right before halftime when they took the touchdown off the board because of the illegal yeah. formation. Yeah, I can't even think of four since the Michigan State game, but I can, I can think <laughs> of three. So, I yeah, that is a, that's a pretty crazy stat. And we were that was a concern. And, the red zone, the red zone struggles are concern. And now, yeah, they're punching it in every single time. Well, they I mean, at the end of the day, the red zone concerns lost them a game. Yeah, they did. It lost them the Michigan State game. Like, if this uh, you know, Michigan right now 
they would go down and score every time on Michigan State. Of that, yeah. I have no doubt because of what yeah. I saw in October and what you know Zachary Cook just pointed out there mm. uh, about you know the touchdown to field goal efficiency that they've got going on, uh, particularly in the red zone. Like that, that's been the difference. If they kick field goals against Ohio State, they probably don't win it. Yep. They went down, they punched him in the mouth, and they scored touchdowns. Iowa didn't even belong on the same field. Like, no. I apologize to Hawkeye fans. Like, I, I love the program, the consistency. Absolutely. But this year in that game, it, it wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even a fight at, at the showed. end of the day, you know. Um, and and that's been that's been the difference, man. Scoring touchdowns. How cool is it to, to watch touchdowns? I love Jake Moody. I love seeing him kick a football. Dude is absolutely amazing at what he does. He's electric, but yes. I love watching touchdowns, man. I love touchdowns as well. And and it's the same thing on defense too. Michigan State was scoring touchdowns every time they went into the red zone. And now Michigan's defense is coming up with huge stops. I mean, those two stops against Ohio State are so big that that last drive of the game is totally, totally run differently by Ohio State if they're down by seven instead of down by 15. I mean, you can see that they kind of reality had set in that they weren't going to win that game. Um, and, you know, against Iowa, coming up with that stop on the first drive, forcing a field goal attempt that they would eventually miss. I mean, yeah, those are the kinds of things in these big games that make all the difference. They've played a lot of good defenses here this year, man. Yeah. And so that's that's the one thing that makes me optimistic uh, about that Georgia game. You know, as we we start to kind of wrap this up here and, and look ahead, it's a one thing it, for the entire thing. I think Georgia, they're an incredible defense, but they, you know, Iowa's a fantastic defense. That I think that was the worst Iowa loss Kirk Ferentz has had since uh, they, he played Nick Saban when Saban was at Michigan State or something like that. It was crazy. Yeah. Nebraska, a ridiculously underrated defense. Wisconsin, mm-hmm. a very good defense. Like Michigan put up points on all those teams, man. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's going to be that easy against Georgia. Look, at the end of the day, it's not. We understand they got five-star yeah. galores on that side of the football. It's going to be tough. Um, it, It's going to be tough. But it, I also think Alabama is similar to Ohio State. So I, I'm, I'm just saying I, I'm giving Michigan a chance. You know, this year, it's a great year to be in the college football playoff. Look, last year, Ohio State's team was unreal good, but Bama was just an absolute juggernaut. It was a buzzsaw. I don't think there's one of those teams in college football here this year. Nope. So just go and win the whole damn thing, man. Yeah. No, this is a great year for the playoff. No Clemson, no Oklahoma, no Ohio State. It's different. And, yeah, there isn't a team that's unstoppable. I mean, Texas A&M beat Alabama. Um I mean, it really, yeah, I, I really, really feel good about Michigan's chances, honestly. Just the way that they have improved throughout the season, the way that they look right now, and just the, I don't think that the attitude and the energy on any college football team is better than Michigan's. I think that every off-field thing, Michigan has the edge in, 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 in any aspect of that. Who's really playing with more confidence right now? Right, exactly. No one. I, I really don't think there's a team that's playing with more confidence right now in, in the country. Or having you know, more even, fun than Michigan. True, true. And I think that Ohio State game really did – it unlocked, I think, maybe an extra gear too. And that's yeah. what I'm excited to see, right, is like we kind of saw it in the Big Ten championship game. Like that was an absolute boat racing. It was. But 
one thing that Cade McNamara said yesterday kind of stuck out with me, you know, that it was like, what about, you know, surprise, what about this season surprise you, yada, yada, yada. And then Cade was like, honestly, I thought the Ohio State game was going to be closer. I I didn't think we could physically dominate them like we did. And I wonder, and I think we saw it a little bit Saturday, if that, like this team was playing with incredible confidence, but I'm wondering if that unlocked even another gear. Like, man, we went out and just physically beat the hell out of Ohio State. Why can't we do that against Georgia and potentially Alabama? It, no, the Ohio State win. I mean, you can just feel it. Like I, I can't even. Rem- I would. I, I thought. I've thought that this Michigan team was was different and really good all year long, but I don't even remember the confidence that I had before the Ohio State game. Just because now it's just on this whole other level after that. And I think that. I mean, the players have got to be feeling the same way. I mean, like that's been the roadblock this whole time. And as soon as they get over that, I mean. I thought I honestly thought that Ohio State was going to win the national championship before this game because I was never they that looked confident. unstoppable, man. Yeah, and I was never very confident about Georgia, um, and I thought that Ohio State had a similar offense to Bama where they'd be able to beat them. And now seeing what Michigan did to Ohio State, I mean, just personally, I have that much confidence. You've got to know that the team is just on some insane level right now. Yeah, this is a good point too, man. There's not many teams that out physical Iowa everyone out everyone out athletes Iowa we Mm -hmm. we saw that you know the the year they went to the Rose Bowl when they played Stanford they had no answer for Christian McCaffrey Michigan physically dominated them to 6.2 yards per carry and then they dominated that big offensive line that they you know those corn-fed boys from Iowa that line up there that are all 6'6 330 and they're just Mm -hmm. farm strong and Michigan dominated that man if i i agree lewis blake if you can physically dominate iowa you can at you're not going to get out physical right. by anyone i don't think georgia uh, jordan davis is the size of a house yeah maybe we'll we'll see you know we'll see what happens there mm-hmm. andrew Stardust might have his hands full on that one he will but mm-hmm. i i got a feeling you know they they're gonna be able to figure it out and Definitely. and i don't think they're gonna let anyone push them around I, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, Iowa, something like those, 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 like you said, those corn, those corn schools, man, they always played, they always played tough physical football. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm excited, man. We got, we got about a, a month. I'm probably going to watch some, uh, some condensed versions of every Georgia game just to, just to study up. But I, it's going to be a fun month. Just, just waiting for this, knowing that Michigan's playing in the playoffs. All I know is it's been a hell of a ride, man. This is the yep. most fun I have ever had. Same. No, I'm, no, I'm also no question. so happy that I get to, you know, be with Maze and Brew this year, getting to, to cover the team. Just absolutely perfect for my first season doing this. Absolutely, man. And it's great to have you aboard on Brewcast here as well. Oh, yeah. Always a great time. All right, Scotty. Where can we find you on social media, man? You guys can go give me a follow uh, on Twitter at Scotty White underscore um, covering football and basketball. Michigan starting Big Ten play tomorrow in basketball. Uh, I'll be covering that. Uh, so you guys can give me a follow there. You can follow me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Make sure to follow the Brewcast Show page as well at Brewcast Show. Subscribe, rate, and leave a review for 
all of our podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, that's where we are, you know, Apple, Spotify, you know the, the whole deal. Appreciate everyone in the comments here tonight, man. We love going live. We love getting the comments. We love getting your guys' thoughts on this. You guys have been here all year. It's been a hell of a year, and I hope to keep it going. Really appreciate you guys, man, uh, for real. If you could give us a, a like, hit that thumbs bu- uh, thumbs up button on the YouTube page, greatly appreciated, and subscribe as well, man, because uh, we got a lot of fun. We got so many great shows coming up. Might want to listen to the recruiting show here this week. Keon Sab just decommitted oh, yeah. from Clemson. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. I'm sure the guy's going to have something good for you in the recruiting roundup this week. Check out the Blue by 90, guys. We're going to have so much fun. And, man, it was another great show here. For my partner, Scotty White, I'm Luke Yardy, and we'll see you next week.